0: buttons and pulling triggers this is gun funny
1: welcome to gun funny episode 296 today i'm going to chat with coral higby from newsmax discuss the fallout of Illinois' stay on the gun ban injunction highlight a new bullpup kit from reap weaponry and talk about mother's day I am your host Ava Flanell. Carl, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, except I don't know what state you live in, but I live in Colorado, and it has been raining nonstop. I've never seen so much rain. I mean, I'm from Colorado, and with the exception of living in New York City for like eight years, I've been here my entire life. I am ready to like build like an ark or something. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I-
2: I have. okay, so I have no sympathy, really, mostly because I live in the Socialist Republic of Connecticut and, you know, New England, you have to hurry up and mow your lawn before it snows.
1: Yes, (laughs) that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So I moved to this like new development, really nice homes, uh, nice area. But I'm part of like a, I don't know, it's a next door neighbor app and then like a Facebook group uh, within the community. And so many people's basements are flooding. And it's, I mean, it's just crazy. It also makes me panic. Like I don't have like the window well coverings. I'm definitely going to get those. I might install like sub pumps, which I didn't even know what the hell were until I like went to all this research about it. (laughs) But yeah, it's pretty crazy here and just gloomy. But that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah. We had 200-year storms within like six weeks of each other, which kind of negates the fact, but hey, climate change, right?
1: Right. I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's definitely crazy. Before we start talking about Newsmax and what Carl does, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about Smith & Wesson. If you're looking for a new competition pistol, check out the competitor. It has a five inch barrel with a nice long sight radius and milder recoil. The sear has been enhanced for a lighter crisper let off, It has a flared magwell to help make reloads faster. It has aggressive lightning cuts to reduce the weight in specific spots to improve the recoil balance point. It also comes optic ready and includes a fiber optic front sight and blackout rear sights. The mag release is oversized and reversible. It has the same texture and front strap and interchangeable palm swells as the regular M2.0. And it's available in tungsten gray Comes with either two 17-round magazines or 10-round if you live in restricted states. MSRP on the competitor is only 9.99. If you want to check this out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Back to the show. So for people who may not be familiar with who you are, can you just give me a little rundown of what it is that you do at Newsmax and everything else?
2: Uh, so I uh, they have me listed as like doing journalism things. Uh-huh. I do... Uh, you know, I'm the host of the 5 p.m. show, so we have uh, we, we a little bit different upbringing as far as uh, how I approach journalism. I have no like professional background in it. I was a Navy SEAL for just under a decade and kind of tripped and fell into broadcast, was a spokesman for Trump, went into the uh, administration with him for a little while, got out, been doing politics ever since, and I had a, I've had a different shows at different times here for the last you know, three and a half years and then recently just took over the 5 p.m. monday through friday slot and um you know been having a blast with it just uh the, the, you know the network has a, a pretty much a, a home for people like me where it's you know they they want you to interact with people in a normal thing without talking points and just they tell it how it is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be honest. I wasn't really that familiar with Newsmax. I've seen you guys uh, shows a few times, but it wasn't until I really started looking into you guys at the last NRA. So not this this past one, but the one before that. And it was right after the Uvalde shooting, which I'm sure you remember, there's like protesters and stuff outside the NRA convention. And I got a text message. I don't know how they found my number, but I got a text message from Newsmax, and I forget who it was from, but... They asked if I would come on and, you know, if they could interview me. I declined at the moment because I was just like, honestly, with the political climate the way that it is, and I didn't know much about Newsmax, and I didn't want, you know, how a lot of these news outlets, they, you know, they turn things in order to favor their agenda, and so I was like, no, so I I just politely declined, but then I started looking into Newsmax, and i followed you guys since, and I do really appreciate everything that you guys are putting out as far as like news sources and stuff because anything i mean even fox news like any of this stuff right now any of these like big news outlets they're so like one-sided that you're not really getting the truth for a lot of things and Uh, yeah
2: 100 and and like here's the thing is like me not having a background in like you know professional journalism and things like that like i really I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on like what normal people are thinking. Yeah. Um, like if I'm not here in the city, I like guess I work in Manhattan, but if I'm not here, I'm like up on my farm, like shooting guns or building things like doing normal things that normal people do and resonate with. And it gives a lens and, and like, this is the whole principle of Newsmax. It's like, we're a bunch of normal folks. And, you know, I, I like to call our network perfectly imperfect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that you record in Manhattan. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So what is it like being like pro-gun and having to go through the city?
2: (laughs) Well, so I have a, you know, ironically, like I've had a, in in my life, I've had a series of concealed permits based on where I've lived. And, um, you know, I could carry in almost every state at one point, except for the three that surround Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, Uh uh, sorry, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire's constitutional carry. But You know, it's it's interesting because like, I mean, look, you're seeing this play out right now with the the Jordan Neely incident where, you know, you have a Marine who he didn't have a firearm, but he was, you know, defended himself and others on a train. And you got to wonder, like, criminals have guns here. Yeah, I don't have a gun, even though I'm consider myself pretty capable with one. And I cannot there's no even post uh, Bruin decision. There's no mechanism for me to apply for a permit because Everything is digital. And I'm, this is being litigated now, but everything is digital to a point where I can't proceed forward with even making an appointment to get the permit process going without providing a, quote, New York state driver's license. I live in Connecticut.
1: Wow. That's interesting. When I lived in New York City, and I do, there's parts of the city that I actually do miss. I know people are like, oh, I can't even believe you live there. I mean, and we're going back 10 years, so I don't really, I haven't been there since. But I did, you know, enjoy quite a few parts of it. And also, you know, growing up in Colorado where there wasn't like that many different ethnicities and stuff like that. So I just like I kind of enjoyed just learning about all the different cultures and the food. I really missed that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's safe to say that a lot of people, if I went back and I... I mean, even my friends that still live in New York, I think they think that maybe I lost my mind to a degree because now I'm like so heavily in the gun industry. But when I lived in New York, I hadn't even shot a gun then. I can only imagine, you know, if you strike up a conversation with somebody on the train and they're like, what do you do? And you're just like, well, (laughs) but I don't know.
2: It's the thing is, is like more and more people like my friend does conceal carry permit courses for New York and Connecticut. Like he does. He did the new course. that's like 15 hours for New York. Mm -hmm. And then he does the Connecticut course, too. And he's like, I am certifying women at a rate of five to one to men. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's I mean, that's pretty crazy. Okay, so let's go back to like your background a little bit. So you mentioned you joined the Navy and became a SEAL and this was in 2005, correct?
2: Uh, Yeah, so I I actually dropped out. I was in college for a year and a half, dropped out when we started putting boots on the ground after 9-11. And so I joined the military in like 2003. I go into the recruiter's office and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is right up my alley. We're, you know, ramping up. We're going to start sending troops over there. And they were like, great, the soonest I can get you in is like April of 2005. I was like, we're, we're just declared a global war on terror. And it takes you a year and a half to get me into the military. Like this is, that was my first experience with, with the federal bureaucracy. Yeah. Went in, went through buds, got to my team, trained up there, shipped off for two deployments to Iraq and a couple other places around the world. And that's pretty much a wrap.
1: Nice. Okay. And then when you got out, you wrote a book, correct?
2: Yeah, so I wrote my well, actually, I wrote my first book, Battle on the Home Front. My biggest problem is like all these guys, these generals and you know senior ranking people. They all do their time, and then you know get their paycheck, play the game, and then they just go along with mm-hmm. the policies as bad as they are, like we're seeing now with like a drag queen spokesman for the U.S. Navy. Like that is right. a bad policy. Yeah, and all these admirals and generals, they sit there on active duty and they don't say anything. They just soak it up. Then they get out and they write a book about how bad it is for morale. And this it's like, but you didn't do anything while you were on active duty. So on active duty, I published my first book and was like, there are some distinct problems, not only with the military, but it was not really about me being a SEAL. Mm-hmm. It was about the problems that this country is facing from a military's perspective of somebody who's willing to go overseas and die for these policies. Like, I think I should have the right to weigh in. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was a lot of legalese around it. The Navy was very upset with me. I went through the process at the advice of a lawyer and published the book on active duty, went on Fox News as an active duty SEAL. And they got really upset with me. This was during Obama. And they were like, fine, if you want to publish this book, you have to get out of the military. Or if you want to continue to promote this book, you have to get out of the military. I only had three months left in my contract. So I was like, yeah, okay, no big deal. Get out with an honorable discharge. Mm-hmm. And they like a month after I was already out of the military is when they sent me a letter. It was like, we've downgraded your discharge to, an other, uh, to a general discharge instead of an honorable discharge. And I was like, well, you can't do that post discharge. Yeah. So I went to court and we went to what they call the first level of court, which is a Naval Discharge Review Board. And they ruled in my favor five to zero that the Navy couldn't do that and was forced to restore my honorable discharge. At which point I wrote a second book called Enemies Foreign and Domestic detailing the whole process of me writing this book and just fighting for First Amendment rights and abiding by the law, I put in all the receipts, all the emails with the commanders who broke military standard, broke PAO guidelines, and even the law, and published that one then after this discharge fight was won. And obviously, they didn't like that one either. you know. And I, I have a third book called uh, Crisis of Culture, which is basically the shocking decay of society and it was written a couple of years ago and it's, it doesn't even touch this whole crazy thing of, of post COVID where, where the government has this massive intrusion and that all the new trans movements or whatever the flavor of the day is. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I think that people speaking out like the the point of the first amendment, and I know there's a second amendment podcast, but I think the the second amendment is the only one that backs up the first. Mm -hmm. And, For people to be able to say stuff like, look, I don't agree with everything everybody says, but I think it's vitally important that they have the right to say it. And the answer to speech I don't agree with is not suppression. It's more speech. And that's what I think is lost in today's society.
1: I'm going to take a quick break, talk about Mantis. If you're into trap or skeet shooting, definitely check out the X-10 Elite from Mantis in shotgun mode. It's not only the top tier training device for pistols and other rifles, but includes all the shotgun specific features from the old X-7. Specifically, it aids for skeet and trap shooting drills to help you measure your performance and improve. Just download the Mantis X shotgun app to use with the X-10 instead of the normal Mantis app then you can get started with drills to help improve your skeet and trap shooting. Check these out at mantisx.com. What were some of the policies that you disagreed with when you were in the military?
2: So, one of the big policies was the almost like the robotic desire for senior commanders for us as troops to be robotic. Like mm-hmm. For, for instance, I was a SEAL in a small unit. Like our greatest asset is to be free thinkers and think outside the box. You don't send four, eight, 16 guys into fight an entire village of people and expect us to fight like the British were online. We get on a firing line and, and shoot. Like we have to be tactical and progress a, a, a wartime footing that is unconventional. Hence why we're called unconventional forces. Mm-hmm. And the policies, namely, were getting people killed, rules of engagement. Hey, you can't shoot, shoot somebody until you're getting shot at. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Now we're – you know that's it, like trying to win a, win a game of soccer by only defending them shooting on your goal. Mm. And so the, these are distinct policies. Like I, I, I thought the military was severely discrediting people. And I give this example when I was overseas. These Marines who were guarding the outer gate at one of the bases that we would go to, there was a house like less than two hundred yards away from the entrance of the gate. And I asked them, like we were coming through the gate and we were waiting at the checkpoint for some Iraqi police that you know, needed their vehicles checked. And I said, Well, what's in that house two or three hundred yards away? And they were like, I don't know. I'm like, wait hold a hold on second. You stood this post for like three months and you never thought to ask about what that the houses like are there bad guys in it are Mm -hmm. there good guys in it like is it a drug house is there like what what is it and they're like well we assumed that if the marines wanted us to know they would have told us wow and it's not a knock against them yeah it's the, the, the 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 robotic training which ultimately gets you know maybe not in this specific instance but in many instances gets people killed
1: yeah interesting Let's talk about politics. So from, you know, the military to writing your book, when did you make that transition into your political journey?
2: Basically, I walked right out of the military with a book in hand and I was going, I was a regular on Fox News. And then I probably like four or five months before Trump came down the escalator when it was being teased. Mm -hmm. I was like, if this, if this dude runs, he's going to win. Yeah. And basically everybody told me I was an idiot. And he came down the escalator and I was sitting live on Fox news and the cameras panned back. And I was like, that's the next president of the United States. And everybody was like, there is no effing way that is the case. And I was like, okay. And I stayed with him. And then I didn't know the guy. I'd never met him. Didn't have any affiliation. Wasn't on his payroll. Nothing. I had a regular job. Just did Fox on the side. And they asked me, they're like, hey, do you want to be one of our surrogates? I said, yeah, sure. So I was like one of the first surrogates. It was like me, Katrina Pearson and Jeffrey Ward. Like we were the only people. And kind of went from there, obviously became president and got into his administration, you know, kind of rest of his history.
1: And so I'm curious, like with everything that's happened with Trump, what are your thoughts about him now? Do you still support him? I know there's rumors or is is it still a rumor? Did he say that he's going to run for president again?
2: Donald Trump is a declared candidate now. Okay. I mean, like he's the front runner by like a long shot. I mean, it's gotta be 50 points ahead of even Ron DeSantis, who hasn't obviously hasn't declared yet, but the like, look, Trump is perfectly imperfect. I love the guy, you know, do I think he says things certain ways that I wouldn't say them? Sure. Great. But I'm also not electing him to be a pastor. I'm electing him to be my president and, and fend off nuclear threats and terrorists. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are so focused. We live in a world so good that we're literally manufacturing stuff to be outraged about, you know, like the trans thing. Like you show me another country where, you know, you have it so good that you can worry about pretending to be a different gender. You tiny right. me a country's I mean, mo- half the world is fighting to figure out what they're going to eat for their next meal. Mm-hmm. And yet we're sitting here complaining about, you know, tick tock iPhones and air conditioning. Yeah, it, it is. It is the most like out of touch thing. And I want a guy who understands that a guy who's willing to walk into North Korea, like, and, and say, like, I'm not afraid to be here. Let's come to the table, like the town hall. On CNN the other night, it was mm-hmm. just like epic. It was I a know. perfect example of like how out of touch people like Caitlin Collins are to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I tell like I tell people all the time, like you might be a billionaire, but like I've met him a ton of times, like i friends with his sons, like they're normal people. You might have billions of dollars, but they are normal people, and they get it. Like you know, Eric is a big hunter, just like me. Like
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, he's a normal guy, and I think that that's what people forget is that having somebody govern us like we are of by and for the people. And when you have people govern you who are of by and for an entirely different class that doesn't relate or has forgotten about the common guy and flyover country, you don't adequately represent the majority of the country. I don't want people who are worried about what Washington, New York and LA write in their papers about them. I want the guy Who's gonna go to you know Palestine, Ohio, after a toxic train wreck goes down, and the EPA basically lights a mushroom cloud on fire and buy everybody McDonald's. That's my guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on DeSantis?
2: Look, I like Ron well, Governor DeSantis, actually. I knew him from the like we crossed paths in the military. Mm-hmm. And I you mean, know, he was a Jag with the SEAL teams. And like I like the guy. I think he's a phenomenal governor. He's done an excellent job down there. I hate the notion that those two might stand up on stage and battle each other out. Yeah. But like, look, Trump's my guy. Trump's the only guy who can say like, and I'm not just, I'm not some sycophant. Like there's things I didn't like about Trump. Like I didn't like the fiscal fiscal policy where he just spent a ton of money. Granted, you know, on the current track, his economic gains would have canceled it out. Theoretically. However, just like, I, you know, I don't agree with everything the guy says, but in large part, like he's my guy, Ron DeSantis people call him the trump without the drama but i mean also that drama got him propelled to the front page of every single newspaper on every single network ever so can you be trump without
1: the drama i don't know yeah that's true that's a good point interesting Let's talk about things that are going on in the world today. So I'll admit lately I've been, cause I'll be 37 in July and I'm like, okay, do I want to have a kid? I need to figure it out. You know, my freaking biological yeah. clock's ticking. Do I want to freeze my eggs and wait until I'm 40? Like it just sucks. But one of the things that I keep thinking about is like, do I even want to bring a kid into this world? Because it is crazy. And I think it's safe to say that like after COVID, a lot of people lost their mind and things that are happening. I never would have thought would have been happening. Like, I'm, you know, kind of like you touched upon. I'm literally sitting here being, you know, almost gaslighted because I don't want to refer to people with pronouns other than, you know, him, her, she, he. Like, I'm not going to call them a there, that they, it, whatever. Right. Even the well, whole trans the thing. And, like, I don't care if people are gay. Like, whatever you want to do, I don't really care. But, like, don't put it sure. in my face and make me accept it. It's just weird. Well, that, but that's.
2: And that's my bigger problem with this is like everybody, like, look, I, I I could care what you dress like or what you claim to be or want to be or who you sleep with. Like, I don't really care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the bigger issue is most people are just like us where it's like, go do whatever you want to do. But when you force me to accept your pretend gender or ideology, that's not tolerance. That's that in and of itself is bigotry. And it's like, you can't call me intolerant for not wanting to play your game. Yeah. And that like, look, I just turned 40 and I have three kids. Like I can't, you know, they're, they're in this world and I see some of the stuff. I'm like, we're pretty fortunate. Like we have a pretty decent educational system where I live, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a, a big deal for you know, this this ideology, I mean, look, you have it's like one in four kids now identify as like LGBTQ o p or what I know. And it's not
1: I read yeah. that. That is like, I think that's baffling. I think honestly, if anything, I think kids just don't know who they are. They don't, I mean, being a child, being a teenager is very like an awkward time in someone's life and they're trying to figure out who they are. So when you're pushing it in their face, like how could you blame them for not thinking that like, well, maybe I am, maybe I do, you know, I think that that's the cause of everything.
2: Yeah, it definitely it, well, it definitely is. It's like, and it's the new thing, you know. And this is the, the my problem with the liberal machine is, it's always a rush to like the new thing and the in the group think and stuff like that. It's not good to tell like our education system should teach kids how to think, not mm-hmm. what to think. Yeah, and when you entice a generation like, keep in mind like n- part of this big social justice push is is a race to see who can be victimized more Mm -hmm. like now if you claim you're a victim of some oppressed class like we even created a class to be oppressed and now if you claim to be a part of that you're somehow a hero of the left rather than you know standing on who you really are being proudly look i'm not perfect and i don't pretend to be i don't but like the things that i own i don't victimize myself for and try to celebrate it. I try to fix it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I've noticed that that is absolutely like what the left does is they do victimize themselves. I spent this year, I got really like pretty active in politics locally and went to the Capitol to testify against a lot of gun bills. And that was one of the things that like the opposing side, they would all, you know, just play the victim card. And it was just, it was disgusting to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, And that's my problem. Like, look, Are there victims of shootings? Yes, there are, unfortunately. However, don't stand on the graves of victims and claim that as your moral standard to restrict a God-given right for all the good guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Carl, I'm going to take another quick break and talk about gators. Gators are built like a tank yet lightweight and comfy to wear even under earmuffs all day. And they don't give you pain point like the other glasses. In fact, the other day I was teaching a class and I have to say the only thing that hurt was eventually my ears from the earmuffs, but like where my temples are, it definitely didn't press in at all. So that's like a huge plus. They're also easy to custom fit so that you can, you know, fit them accordingly to your head All of their lenses are safety rated, but they also have the mil-spec ballistic lenses, which are amazing. They'll take a hint from a 15 caliber projectile at 700 feet per second without cracking, which is pretty incredible. They have a ton of styles and frames to choose from, different colors and lenses. Best of all, if you use the URL gators, G-A-T-O-R-Z dot com forward slash AVA, A-V-A, also in the show notes, you will get 15% off. So make sure you use that link. Let's go back to you liking guns. I was looking at your Instagram and I noticed you do quite a bit of hunting. What do you typically hunt?
2: Uh, I mean, I'll literally hunt everything I I eat, really. Um, And here's the thing about hunting is like, I grew up with like, moderate center parents that didn't like guns. I never hunted growing up. I got into it when I was in the military mm-hmm. because like I had friends who did it and they were like, hey, you want to try that? So I was like, yeah. And I there's something massively holistic about harvesting your own food. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people really miss is hunting is not about like, being some sort of, you know, backwoods redneck shooting up in the air. It's a very holistic, it is the most humane way to harvest your own food, it is the most organic thing you can do, mm-hmm. and it is a, a really sound feeling. and And I think, look, look, I've taken my my ten year old daughter hunting with me, and and for her to see life expire in front of you for the sake of your own sustainment mm-hmm. is a very humbling and grounding thing. Like you realize like anybody can go to the store and buy chicken breasts and like, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, but what they don't see is they don't see that a piece of nature gave itself to you so you could survive. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is, you know, most of my hunting I actually do with bow just because I, I believe that is like, you know, it's just like the ultimate, you know, takeaway of mankind is being able to harvest your food with like rudimentary weapons mm-hmm. and you know I, I think it's like anybody who says oh it's not fair or whatever like i don't really care what they think
3: mm-hmm.
2: um because they you know if, if, they, if they go eat one piece of meat or one fish or one chicken or whatever i like that is the most hypocritical thing in the world but yeah it is look you know i think that people would be well served And especially these environmentalists, they're the they are the worst. These these environmental drum beaters who are like, ooh, climate change and blah blah blah. They all fly around in private jets whining about climate change. And these they all lecture people like me. I own a hundred plus acre farm upstate Connecticut. I tend the land myself. I plant acres of crops. I do all this stuff and I'm being lectured about how I should treat the environment from a bunch of people flying around on private jets that live in hundred story condos made of concrete. It's like spend one night in the environment that you're claiming you're, you're for.
1: Yeah. That makes, I know that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So one last question, do you have any future goals or anything for the future that you could share with us?
2: Uh, I mean, not really. I just, I, I'm a day by day kind of guy. Like I'm, I'm literally doing exactly what I love being able to reach this many people. And, and, you know, like, look, I have an opinion about nearly everything and Mm I am fortunate enough to have a camera to to tell it to. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that is, that that is a real treat in life to be able to do that and especially do it for a living. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, mean, look. I want to leave. I want to leave my kids a better world than I had, which at this point is not the case.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that it would be pretty. It would it would mean a lot to me in life if I could get set my kids up to be able to, you know, have the resources that I've been you know very fortunate to earn and to you know provide for for them to be able to do what they they want and love with respects to their off time and, and even their career. And that would be, that would be my future goal.
1: Yeah. I love it. Well, I do appreciate everything you're doing. I definitely think that we need more strong voices on our side. And I know that it's not always easy. Um, You know, I mean, we do get a lot of hate, but I'm sure you're just just like me. You're just like, whatever.
2: (laughs) The the problem is, is that like, this is the thing is like, I've just, I'm so far beyond Karen. I've seen these people go after my kids, my house, my family. They go after, you know, my way of life. They, they do this all the time and they're relentless and heartless and I just don't care about them anymore. And mm-hmm. I think more good, and, like I was just one guy who like, just wanted to be left alone and this liberal machine that seeks to destroy anybody who disagrees with them activated me and it activates a lot of people like yourself. And the biggest thing that, that, that people need to do is just not care. Mm-hmm. Like don't care what they say because they can't attack us all. And if enough people stand up and say, no, I don't care. And like if if someone is offended by it, they don't have the right to not be offended. I don't advocate for offending people, but I do advocate for standing up for what you believe in. And even if that, that does offend somebody else, you just got to care less about what this liberal mob thinks.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I know you're really busy. I'm not going to keep you for the rest of the show. I do appreciate your time. Like I said, I appreciate everything you're doing. Keep up the good work. And for anybody who wants to follow you on social media, where can they find you?
2: Just at Carl Higby, pretty much across every platform.
1: And then you do, you said the 5 p.m. show on Newsmax, Monday through Friday? 5
2: p.m. Yep. 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, Newsmax, 5 p.m. Eastern.
1: Okay, perfect. And Newsmax is, I'm assuming, Newsmax.com?
2: Newsmax, yeah, .com. And then we're off obviously on basically every single cable provider as well.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thanks so much, Ava. Moving on with the rest of the show, since Carl had to leave us, I have John Snow here once again. John, how are you doing today?
2: Doing
4: pretty well. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. I mean, obviously, today's Mother's Day, so it's a little tough, but all in all, I'm doing well. And yeah, I'm just going to, after this, going to spend some time with friends and be surrounded by good people. That's always a huge plus. All right. So before we start talking about the rest of the show, real quick, going to take a break and talk about BSF barrels. You actually own a few BSF barrels, correct?
4: I do. I put together my AR-15 for three-gun competition with one of those. That was the first one that I got, and it came out awesome. I got a 14.5 with their nice comp. You've talked about their comp before, I know. And pinned and welded. Mm-hmm. It looks flush, exactly like it was part of the barrel. And so that's you know perfect size. The entire barrel... It's like a bull barrel, Mm -hmm. but it's one pound, nine ounces. And so it adds hardly anything to it. So I basically built that three gun rifle, premium parts. It's got a lightweight Ascend Armory, upper and lower and everything. The whole thing, I built it out basically to be a precision, but -hmm. it's also extremely lightweight. So it was just a perfect addition to that gun. And the first time I ever shot it, I was... I mean, I knew that the carbon fiber barrels were awesome, Mm -hmm. but I was not expecting how well they work for heat dissipation Mm -hmm. because, you know, normally, 3Gun, it's not anything like, you know, truly mag dumps, but I mean, you have some pretty long stages sometimes where you're putting a lot of rounds downrange and the barrel gets pretty warm. Mm -hmm. With these carbon fiber barrels... I was just shocked, honestly, because you do a big, long stage like that and feel, you know, multiple spots in there and it's not even warm at all. Wow.
1: That's pretty it, impressive. It, it was
4: pretty shocking. So
1: yeah, yeah cool.
4: I love it. It's an awesome barrel.
1: If you guys want to check it out, head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the coupon code ELITE15, E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word. And that's getting you 15% off your entire order.
4: Politics. What is going on in the world today?
0: It's political
3: af
1: all right today in politics. So, Illinois is gun buyers in limbo. John, do you want to discuss this? I'm sure you know about it a little bit more than I do.
4: Sure. So, state of Illinois, they are one of the states, like Washington State that they rushed a gun ban into signing into law this year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Illinois, of course, has always had very restrictive gun laws to begin with, but they went through with one of the same kind of templates, slightly modified a little bit from what you saw in Colorado, very similar to what we've got here now in Washington. And they rammed it through. It went into effect on January 10th. They call theirs the PICA, which is the Protect Illinois Communities Act. And they know damn well it won't do that. Yeah. But and just like with Washington State, they know that this is unconstitutional, blatantly unconstitutional. They know that we will win when we get a fair day in court, but they're counting on the fact that it will take years for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping to stack the courts in their favor before we get to court.
3: Mm-hmm. So what
4: does this but mean? Anyway, so what this means for Illinois, Illinois had, they received shockingly, I, I honestly was very shocked when this injunction was actually served, but the judge in the case gave them an injunction, a preliminary injunction against the enforcement of the Pika Act. And it was awesome because It was no longer in effect. Companies started shipping stuff to Illinois again. It only lasted for about six days, though. So they had kind of, you know, like state of California, they had a freedom week, essentially. Problem is, though, that injunction has been stayed. That means that this law is now back in full enforcement. Well... What does that mean for everybody who wasn't able to complete their transfers that means they cannot be legally completed at this point so there's all these people that purchased firearms or accessories mm-hmm. and they can't take possession of them now so because according to the law, Illinois State Police they say no it's illegal you cannot have it under this. And there's another problem. So when the Pika Act went into effect, they did have a grace period to complete transfers for ones that got started. That doesn't exist in this case. So there's no way for anyone who started purchasing one at this point to receive their firearm or accessories, whatever it is. Wow. Now, it's actually even worse than that because Under the terms of the PICA, in order to keep anything that falls under this banned list, Mm -hmm. they have to register it. That means that they have to fill out paperwork, basically, that attests that they had possession of this prior to the January 10th effective date. So, there's no provision for them to have... Purchased anything after that date, and have it be able to be legally registered as previously owning. So, as it stands, there is no way for them to legally acquire and register what they have mm-hmm. at this point. So,
1: it, so I it's guess, a very
4: sticky situation.
1: Yeah, but the, the good thing is, I was that just going to say has that been granted. Yeah. And it violates injunctions- the precepts of exactly. the Bruin.
4: Exactly. So, and they know that ultimately this will get struck down.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's going to take years. If we, if we get it, if
4: we get it to SCOTUS, but it's going to take a while. Yeah. The good thing is though, that injunction was granted. Injunctions are only granted when the judge knows that they are likely to win on the merits of the case. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it should be blatantly obvious to everybody, including the people putting these laws into place. So there's actually been a c- action on a couple things in Illinois lately. There's another one for the city of Naperville specifically. They have their own separate gun ban. And that one actually went to an emergency request or whatever to SCOTUS, which under that type of hearing, it's, it's not a full thing with, before SCOTUS. It's the overseeing judge of SCOTUS, which in this case is Amy Coney Barrett. I honestly don't think she's going to do anything at this point. I think she will just let it ride through the court system. That's how you usually operate. They don't like to really get involved. I think it will ultimately get overturned, but it's going to take years. I think it will have to work its way fully through the courts, just like everything else. Mm -hmm. And Hopefully, we will see some action soon from... We're we're still waiting. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. We're still waiting for the decision that's supposed to be coming from California on their mag ban laws, where, you know, our favorite judge Benitez, he's writing the ruling on it, and I expect it to be a very, very damning ruling for the opposition in the way that I mean we know how he ruled before and he's writing this opinion on it now. So I'm sure he's going to make it rock solid, but as soon as that one comes, that's going to kick off the fight into another year because that one will have precedence setting as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting time. It's going to still take a long time for this fight because they're never going to get it up, but
1: yeah, exactly. Hmm.
4: That's why everybody's got to get active.
1: I know. No matter where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving forward, Caldwell. This weekend, I taught a intermediate pistol class. Caldwell gave me all of the targets that I used, and it was like the peel and stick targets where it illuminates like it's all black and then it illuminates where your shots hit which was really great. Orange, orange peels are awesome. Yeah, that's the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, they were great. A bunch of like I had a variety of different targets that I used and it definitely helped because like like previously I've always used like the little like the NRA paper targets because it's free. At my range, anyways, and those things I gotta say, like kind of sucks, especially if you're a beginner shooter and you know, and they don't really know where to look for, and they're like, Did I even hit the target? and they did, but it's black and they can't see the hole, and so it gets kind of frustrating on both parts. So, this just made my job a lot easier. The students really enjoyed them and they're definitely a game changer and they're actually pretty affordable and they come in a variety of different sizes, colors, and uh, quantities too, but they even come like, you can get them as much as, I think it comes in like a hundred pack if, you know, if you don't want to keep buying like the smaller packs or you could buy uh, targets that even come in as little as like five per pack definitely recommend checking it out. Head on over to caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code gunfunny10, all one word, and you're going to get 10% off.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: Today's Q&A is how did Peach's stipple job come out on the Beretta? And at first, it took me a second to think about this. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. I don't even own a Beretta. (laughs) But that's right. Beretta was nice enough to send me a gift box with a bunch of stuff in it, including their new clothing line, which I need to try on. I'm going to do a little fashion show, post it on my social media. But women seem to really love it. And I'm also going to have the designer on the show here shortly, uh, I think in the next week or two. So stay on the lookout for that. But it was kind of funny, they included this like a little tiny Beretta pistol. And Peaches immediately thought that it was for her because it was her size and she starts chewing on it. And then I find out there's actually the magazine pulls out and it's a little USB. But I would never know that the magazine pulled out because it actually is. It wasn't like the easiest. I was like trying to hit like the mag release, thinking maybe that would, you know, eject it. But it didn't. It was like rubber and it was kind of stuck in there. I'm really glad that I found that before Peaches totally had her way with you know the stipple job on the Beretta. <laughs> but yeah it was kind of funny. She was so cute. And it's so cute because when she holds things to chew on it, she holds it in her hands, like in her little paws. So it looked like she was actually gripping the gun, but she was also the muzzle of the gun was pointing towards me. And, and I was like, all right, we're going to work on that muzzle control. But other than that, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to try it on. I'm excited to have the, you know, the fashion designer on to discuss like, how he was able to really take women's curves and, you know, and create a line that would accentuate that. Because a lot of the clothing lines out there, like that are geared for women, I gotta say, like 5'11, I haven't really been like head over heels for. And I'll be honest, like they kind of make my butt flat because it's like, I feel like they're made for like men instead of women, whereas women obviously have like bigger butts and, I don't know. So it, it seems like Breta kind of took this into account and they corrected this. Yeah. Uh moving forward, so IWI. If you're into bull pups, definitely check out the X95. I've got the X95 SBR, which I got last fall, and that's freaking awesome. The SBR version has a 13 inch barrel and it's only 22.8 inches overall, but you could also, you know, if you don't want to go through the tax stamp and stuff, I have an SOT, so it just kind of made sense. It was a lot easier for me, but if you don't obviously just get the regular X95 and I forget what the overall length of that is, but it's really not that much. I think it's all under, it's
4: about 28.
1: I was just going to say that. Yeah. I think it's all under 28 inches. But what's great about it is it comes with a modular Tavor pistol grip that you can swap for a standard pistol grip. They have a fire control pack compared to earlier Tavors with a five to six pound trigger pull. The mag release is ambidextrous in a traditional AR-15 location. The forum comes with Picatinny rails at the three, six and nine o'clock positions with removable rail covers. The charging handle has also been moved closer to center mass for easier charge. I added the curved Butt Pad and Optimus Foreign from Manicore Arms on mine, which if you want to check out, you know, just head on over to ManicoreArms.com. They used to be a sponsor of the show. And if you find anything on IWI.US in their web store, definitely use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word. You're going to get 15% off everything in their web store. Tacti Talk.
0: Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Today in Tacti Talk, we're going to talk about the Reap Weaponry's Bullpup Conversion Kit. So Reap Weaponries introduced a new Bullpup Conversion Kit, which I don't know how familiar I am with that company, at SHOT Show this year called the SCY. The Psy. Okay.
4: (laughs) I think they named it the Psy as in, you know, like the Grim Rebirth site. Oh, okay. That makes sense. um, Because it kind of has curves a little bit like a site.
1: Okay. So the Psy. So it's a dropping kit that attaches to a mil-spec AR lower and handguard of an AR-15 to create a bullpup. They designed it to work with standard lowers and standard size M-lock, key mod, or other handguards. It basically looks like an elongated receiver that puts the trigger forward of the magwell. It's made from polymer and aluminum components that essentially clamps onto a normal receiver. In the unit, it has linear trigger linkage, so it can engage a trigger in the normal part of the receiver and adds a place to install a standard grip forward with the new trigger. The linkage adds about 1.5 pounds to the trigger pull and is adjustable to fit different aftermarket triggers. The original mag release and bolt release are used in the original locations. It adds an ambi safety selector at the new trigger, but the original is still accessible as well. It's not compatible with most billet lowers, AR9 or AR10 lowers, and it's not recommended to use with a barrel shorter than 11 inches since the muzzle would be so close to your hand. Bull pups are definitely not everyone's thing, but I enjoy them. And if done right, this could be interesting. Especially, I gotta admit, unfortunately with the brace band, I think this is where bull pups really kind of shined. And I think that they probably, you know, are gonna make a comeback with everything going on. One thing about the design, since it's an AR, you still need a buffer. So something like the Law Tactical ARIC BCG is ideal since the buffer system is contained with the upper receiver rather than adding a buffer tube. MSRP isn't really that bad. It's $499. And I am going to click on this to take a look at what it looks like.
4: Yeah, these look kind of interesting. If you're using it with a standard buffer, it wouldn't be anything that you want to do because then you're going to have you know, the full buffer behind you.
3: Mm-hmm. you,
4: you really have to use it with something that has a captured internal buffer system like the ARIC or, you know, BRN 180 or something like that. But with those, I mean, it looks like it could be pretty viable as a bullpup.
1: Yeah, it actually it does have a nice look to it. I'm actually, I don't hate it. It looks very futuristic though, but I think all bull pups have that look to they it. Ge-
4: they generally do. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. I mean, it. one thing with bullpups, you know, people always gripe about the triggers because you have that extra linkage. Yeah. But
1: I mean, if it's only adding like 1.5 pounds extra, that's not horrible. Uh, there's definitely worse out there.
4: Yeah. And the great thing about that is it's on top of whatever trigger you've put in it. So, you can put a better trigger in it to begin with. True. So, as long as it's not adding crepe or anything like that, as long as it's a nice, clean, smooth 1.5-pound edition, mm-hmm. that's not bad, actually. Yeah. I would say. That's a good point.
0: Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- never mind. AF.
1: All right. Moving on to the next segment, so AF, one thing I wanted to talk about that I think would spark interesting conversation is, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, I think she calls herself the Tactical Barbie, I forget exactly what her name is, and she has a pretty large following, and she takes some pretty, you know, some pretty political stances in the industry two things that I want to address. So there's that woman, and then there's American Women Beauty, which has come out with a makeup line. And it's, you know, so that you're supporting people that are, you know, that support the Second Amendment. And they recently put out a thing where they were saying, I I guess they, they showed screenshots of Some companies saying that, like, hey, if you want to opt out of Mother's Day emails, we totally understand. Just let us know. And then they put out an email saying that, like, no, we're not going to, I guess, allow you to opt out of emails. We're not going to cancel women. And I'm kind of torn on this. I did comment and I said, although I can understand that maybe this is another ploy to cancel women as someone who lost their mom, I mean, it is kind of nice to not have it in your face because I'm telling you from like even longer than like a month ago, you know, you start seeing Mother's Day stuff everywhere and it's just like so in your face. And usually on days like this, just to kind of escape it all, I usually take a hike, but it's been raining so much and the weather's just been crap. So it is kind of nice to like not have it in your face. But they also bring up a good point that this is the first year that a lot of companies now are you know, reaching out to people on their email list and giving people the option to opt out of Mother's Day emails. But so far we haven't seen it with any other holiday or like Father's Day or anything like that. So you have to wonder if it is sort of some cancel culture as to, you know, them just kind of erasing women. And then another thing that I wanted to bring up with the tactical Barbie is she went to Target recently and she had somebody, I think maybe it was her daughter who was filming. And she's looking around and she shows all the products that are LGBTQ. I don't know the rest of it, what QIA or something. I don't know, whatever. And then all the like rainbow stuff and transgender stuff. And so she asks one of the employees there, she's like, So where's the straight person section? And it is kind of interesting. I'm actually, I don't. I'm not against people who are gay. I'm, I'm like, I kind of have that mindset where it's like, you know, do whatever you want. I don't really care as long as it's not hurting anybody, but also don't put it in my face and expect me to just, you know, like even the whole transgender thing. I don't know. I think of it as more of like a little bit of a mental illness or, you know, the whole pronoun thing. Like, that's fine if you want to call yourself, you know, if you don't want to assume a masculine or feminine, Feminine role or gender, but I'm not gonna call you a them there. I just think it's weird. I think it's like you're asking me to assume that there's like a pretend ghost in the room or something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just I think I'm blabbing on but it's, I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of interesting. And I, I get that maybe people are like, well, what does the Target thing have to do with canceling Mother's Day? But it is kind of weird how, just within like the last year, there's just a lot of things going on now where it's like all these companies are adopting. You know, and I get it. It's nice to, you know, I guess be more of a community. And a lot of these people in these communities, like gay, bisexual, lesbians, like.
4: The idea is supposed to be that everybody's included, not that they're excluding others. And what the problem is, is they have pushed it to the point where it is about exclusion of anybody that isn't the new thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't care what somebody wants to call themselves. I don't care what they want to do with their life. That's up to them. But, you know, the business of, you know, you take a guy who is 497th in a male sport and can't win anything. And he says, oh, I'm now a woman. And, you know, we've seen how many times, you know, the swimming, et cetera, There's been like MMA fighters, for example, and and they've literally beat women to the point where they have permanent damage because they won't acknowledge the simple fact that biology is different. Yeah. And people are getting seriously hurt because of this kind of crap. I mean, if you want to go through that, that's fine. Have a different division for those people because biology is science as mm-hmm. I mean actual science, not this BS science that they've made up in the last few years you know you cannot change biology yeah it's absolutely very agree. very simple and it's not safe or fair you know where where are the feminists in these kinds of things where well, you know you have all these women who now they've worked hard all their lives to become professional athletes and now the titles are being stolen from them by men. Who suddenly say I, I'm now a woman and I'm gonna dominate?
1: Yeah, and it's That's weird because a disgusting. lot disgusting. Yeah, and a lot of these feminists are like supporting it; they're okay with yeah. it, which is just really weird. By the way, I misspoke. So her name is Lindsey Graham. I just looked her up on Instagram, and she calls herself the Patriot Barbie, and she posts some stuff. Some of her stuff's a little out there for me. It's a little, I don't know. A little extreme, I think, but it's interesting. I mean I follow her and some of the stuff I can get behind, some of it I'm like, eh. And I also I feel bad for the target employees because, you know, they just are there to have a job. So it's like take it up with corporate, the people that are actually buying, you know, the products for their store and stocking their stores with it but it's not just target i mean it's it's oh, no. everywhere look at, look and at
4: bud light how their sales are in the toilet right now I mean, yeah they're, they're down i think on average 20 to 30 percent i think sales. i think it's more than that i thought well I, I that heard, this well, that's the official numbers that they're saying on the news i think or did honestly, they
1: was it more than that was it that they so far have lost 40 billion or something like that Maybe that's what uh, I'm thinking. The
4: last time I heard a dollar number, it was like $8 billion, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a lot more than that now. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it, The sales are way down because people are tired of having this stuff shoved down mm-hmm. their throats.
1: I mean, and- even Anthropology recently, they just posted a video on their Instagram where there's a guy wearing a dress. And it's not even like these guys pretend to look like women. Same thing yeah. when I went into Sephora the other day. I actually took pictures because I was just so blown away. One was a hair care product. The other one was foundation, makeup. And okay, I get it. A lot of guys now are wearing makeup, whatever. But some of these guys aren't even like trying to look like women. They're just literally like stealing spots of where women would typically be. (laughs) And I don't know. It's just weird. And then also going, you know, circling back to the whole Mother's Day email thing. I'm torn about like on that and I'm curious to see where it goes because if they give people the option of opting out of father's day emails or something, but even then, unfortunately all of these holidays, you know, it's great to bring family together and praise your mom and your dad and you know, people's birthdays and stuff. But ultimately what it boils down to is it's all a consumer holiday. So yeah, you're always going to have this push in your face because they're hoping that it increases sales And it's just one of those things. And it sucks for people like myself who lost a parent or people who had shitty parents. You know, I often have to remind myself that not everybody was lucky enough like I was where I had an amazing mom. She loved me unconditionally. I will never go my life thinking, you know, or not feeling what it's like to not be loved unconditionally or wondering if anyone will ever love me unconditionally because my mom did. And I'd rather have that, you know, I'd rather have had the experience, the love, the memories and had my mom, half my life, than go through my entire life and have a shitty mom. We're shitty, you know? And so I think that, yeah, these days, you know, days like today kind of suck for people who may not have had the best parent, or maybe they don't have any parents. They don't know who their parents are, you know, but the best you could do is just, you know, Live your life and do well and make your parent proud or make yourself proud. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's very interesting, this whole like cancel culture. I'm also, I will say, like, as far as the cancel culture goes, I'm taking notes of all of these companies that are doing this and like I'm not shopping there anymore. I'm not going to support them. Anthropology, their clothes were hideous. But I did like their candles. They had a really nice candle selection. And now I'm like, nope, I'm not even going to walk like step foot in that store because I do think that it is disrespectful to women as, you know, how they're doing this. And it doesn't make them seem like they're more, you know, like, wow, you, we're taking the next step. You can be
4: supportive of people trying to live their lives the way that they want without cramming it down everyone's throat the way Yeah. I agree, and that honestly, I think is the thing that everyone has the biggest problem with. It's it's not that people want to be that way. We we don't care. No, mm-hmm. so, you know. I don't think the, the the thing is today. People, you know, the other side likes to make it out that we hate anyone different, and it's total bullshit.
1: Yeah, because I mean, think we about how many people in the industry care. are actually gay or yeah. lesbian I mean- or even trans do you, I don't really care who you sleep with, who you want to be with. Like, I don't care. You know, it doesn't affect me at all. But yeah, the minute that you ask me to do something that isn't how I was raised, you know, like referring to people as them there, I was like that, you know, growing up, I was always thought that was rude. Yeah. It's
4: incredibly rude.
1: Yeah. So just something for people to think about.
4: We don't care. You know, we're going to be tolerant and supportive of you as a person. If you're a good person, we don't care what you do. It is not about whatever you choose to live your life. We don't care. You know, we don't need to have it shoved down our throat in every aspect. Yeah. Everything is what it comes down to.
1: And hopefully this doesn't, you know, annoy listeners and... But it is what it is. I think that we need to be more outspoken as to how we feel because I think a lot of people feel very similar. Just we're just afraid to, you know, hurt feelings by speaking up about it. Yeah, it is what it is. But I'd rather and, stand and that, my ground. And that's the
4: other thing today. You know, that people are so afraid of hurting someone's feelings. You can have a discussion about something mm-hmm. and not hurt people's feelings. You know, the thing about dialogue is we can discuss things. We don't have to agree. We yeah. can. Have a respectful conversation about something though and say why we feel a certain way. If that offends you, you need to take a look at yourself because people are always going to have different opinions than we do. Absolutely. And if you can't handle that, you have a serious problem living in the real world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Wrapping up, just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I know it's not easy. I personally am not a mom myself. Maybe one day, if I'm lucky, I'll be a mom. But it is definitely a hard job. And you guys have my full respect. So keep up the good work. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Well, I guess when the show comes out, it's Monday. But hopefully you guys enjoyed yesterday and everyone around you made it a special day for you. Wrapping up. So iTunes, there's no reviews, unfortunately. So if you guys haven't left a review, please do so. It's always nice to hear from you guys. Also, if you enjoy the show and you want to support it, feel free to become a Patreon, which will get you access immediately to our Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Also, you get entered into a drawing to win a $300 gift certificate from Blown Deadline, which I think we're a little behind on that, but we haven't forgotten to do that. So it is going to happen. Also, want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And then, of course, yours truly, King of the Patreon, John Snow. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, guys, I will talk to you next week. John, as always, thanks for joining us. Carl, He's not with us anymore, but if you guys want to follow him on social media or Newsmax, please do. And on that note, guys, I will talk to you next week.
0: Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to GunFunny.com forward slash contact.